Welcome to the Short Pour Saloon, official podcast of Cowboys Ride for Free, SB Nation's Oklahoma State site. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. No Joel Pinfield tonight. He is uh, he's a little tired, a little tuckered out, old JP, after a very hard move to Kansas City. I just got his Wi-Fi hooked up. Very happy for them, him and Maddie. They're excited to be there in Kansas City. So he is taking the night off, and I am just going to be here by myself because it was a little bit last notice, and I couldn't find a guest, and I didn't look super hard. But we do have a few things I want to go over with all of you today. Um, so it won't be long. It'll be short on the plus side. So you can't really hear the rocks glass because there's there's too much there's too much bourbon in the glass to hear the rocks glass. Wouldn't be the short pour saloon without a drink. Okay. So let's talk Oklahoma State. A few big things to get to here. Uh, let's start with the most important thing today, Thursday. The Cowgirls in Oklahoma City facing off against Georgia at 1.30 Central Time, or Oklahoma Time as we should be, be using. This game on ESPN. Super, super, super excited about this one. And this is an interesting matchup. Oklahoma State facing Georgia. A team, of course, from the SEC, and Georgia best known this season as the first team uh, to knock off Oklahoma, something that only Oklahoma State has been able to do as well. Oklahoma traveled to Athens for a doubleheader, lost game one to Georgia, then proceeded to, to run, roll them 12-3 to three in five innings. Georgia, after that marquee win over Oklahoma, proceeded to go 1-10, and 10, including a quick one-game exit out of the SEC tournament after that. So it was a very, very difficult stretch. For Georgia, but they've kind of turned things around here a little bit. Winning the Athens Regional, yes, they were not the seeded team. Duke was, but Georgia got to play at home. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then they went on the Super Regional to face number four Florida, who they swept two and zero and won by a combined score of ten to nothing. So Georgia has turned things around. They are playing incredibly well. They are a hot team. So this is not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination for Oklahoma State. However, they do match up pretty well. Shouts to Dog Nation, D-A-W-G Nation.com. They put out a, a really good article uh, comparing Oklahoma State and Georgia. Looking at how these teams stack up. Team ERA, Oklahoma State's 13th in the country at 1.82. Georgia's 104th, 3.26. Fielding percentage, Oklahoma State 45th, Georgia 213th. Batting average, Oklahoma State 16th, Georgia 154th. You keep running this home runs per game, OSU 8, Georgia 13. Stolen bases per game. Oklahoma State, 137, Georgia, 231. In fact, going through the list, there is not a single spot where Georgia is better than Oklahoma State. Common opponents. Of course, Georgia went 1-1 one one against Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, also the only other team to beat the Sooners this year. Oklahoma State and Georgia also had some other similar opponents. Oklahoma State beat Arkansas in the only meeting they had, 12-11. Georgia went 0-3 against Arkansas. Uh, both teams play Mississippi State. Oklahoma State going 2-0 and against Mississippi State. Georgia going 0-3. There's plenty of reason to look at this and say Oklahoma State should beat Georgia. And they should. Everything on paper says they should. But paper doesn't mean anything, right? And Georgia's playing well. They're playing incredibly well right now. So it's going to be a tough game. It really is. It's going to be a tough game for Oklahoma State, but I do think they have a very good shot uh, to face Oklahoma again on this side of the bracket. Oklahoma will face off against James Madison uh, and, and if the two teams advance, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, we're going to get another round of Bedlam. We're going to get Bedlam uh, again, which is just crazy, and I'm fine with it. So let's do it. Be cheering on the Cowgirls again. That game is at 1.30 on ESPN, so turn that on, and many of you might be at work and might not have access to a TV. I do, and I will. 
and I'm going to be wearing orange to work because I don't have to have any meetings, so I can just put on my fantastic home field apparel pistol patty shirt, which is my new favorite OSU shirt. It's it's the best. It's the best. Of course, this is Thursday. Oklahoma State baseball will get underway in regionals out in Arizona on Friday. They've got to open up against UC Santa Barbara at 3 p.m. I believe that is Central Time, Oklahoma Time. Let's just call it Oklahoma Time. Tulsa Time? That feels better. Uh, 3 o'clock Tulsa Time. That game will be on ESPN 3. Uh, Oklahoma State getting set out to Tucson as the two seed there in Arizona's bracket. This is going to be a, a tough bracket to get out of. Joel and I have talked about this a bit. We don't feel great, but I'll be honest. I am a bit of a homer. And so I filled out a D1 baseball uh, mock bracket. I love it. I, I love doing it for basketball. And I, then I find out we can do it for baseball. Let me have it. And you know what? I don't I don't care if I look good or not. So I put all issue all the way in OKC. Uh, this is going to be an incredibly tough regional. Grand Canyon is a is a gnarly four seed for Arizona. This is one of the most difficult regionals, at least according to College Baseball Nation. Love the guys over there at College Baseball Nation. They put out who they thought had the most toughest regionals, and they had Tucson at number two. It's crazy. What's what's crazy for Arizona is you get to host, and you have to have Oklahoma State as your two seed. And we all, you know, Oklahoma State getting healthy at the right time makes a run to the Big Twelve title game, and you thought that maybe that would get them as Maybe they would host somewhere that wasn't Stillwater. Maybe they would get to go to the 16 or the 15 or the 14, something seemingly like that. No, they get they get sent to five-seat Arizona, which is not a service to Arizona at all. Oklahoma State with an RPI of 14, it's, it's crazy. OSU probably could be hosting right now if the, if the locations hadn't been picked a month ago. UCSB, who Oklahoma State has to open up again, has gone toe-to-toe with UCLA and Oregon for the Pac-12. Now, they're 1-6 they're in, in those games, but they've played them well. Oklahoma State has seen Grand Canyon. They went 2-0-1. They had that stupid tie game against them. And Grand Canyon's beaten Arizona once already. So this is a gnarly regional. It's a tricky regional. But I am I am not as out on Oklahoma State coming out of it as as I think Joel and I initially were. I think if Oklahoma State can, can start 2-0, they've got a shot here. They really do. Well, Arizona's good, but Oklahoma State is getting healthy at the right time, especially in their bullpen. And so uh, I will be interested to see how Holiday handles the lineup here. Um, I think OSU has a shot. I do. I think they have a legitimate shot to get out of this regional. I'm, I picked them too. I was being a homer. Um, if I had to get put a percentage on it, I, I think it's about a, I think they have a 40% chance. I do. I really do. So I, I, I know I'm sounding like a homer. I'll take off my orange l- shaded lenses for a minute. Arizona is a good team. Arizona could be in Oklahoma or Omaha. Sorry. <laughs> OKC, Omaha, they both start with O, two different sports. I know, I know. So I think Oklahoma State could win this. I, I think Arizona could win this. I could see this being one where somehow Grand Canyon or UC Santa Barbara gets hot at the right time and just gets matchups right. But I think OSU has a legitimate shot here. Uh, and if they do, um, they, they they would face the winner of the Oxford Regional, which has Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Florida State, and Southeast Missouri, which is none of those schools terrify me. None of them. So very interesting. That, of course, starts Friday at 3 o'clock on ESPN 3, 3 o'clock Tulsa time. Right, so that's baseball, that's softball. Yes, uh, the men's golf team made it to the uh, second round of match play before losing to Pepperdine on Tuesday. Not great. Not great. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but I will say this. Match play just never quite seems to go OSU's way outside of that one season in Stillwater. They won the national championship with Wolf and Hovland, and that was great. Match play is amazing television. It's amazing to watch. It's a ton of fun. 
it's it's it sucks. <laughs> it sucks for your team because man, does Oklahoma State have a hard time with match play. Like just always seems to have a tough time with match play. And and it just I don't I don't Yeah. I hate it. But I will say this. Oklahoma State was there. They they had a shot. They got two wins away from another national championship. And and I know this is Oklahoma State golf, and that's 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 nice for most programs. That's not enough. Um, but yeah, I'll take it over not being, not being. That's good. On the flip side, if you want a positive note, oh, you didn't win either. They lost to Pepperdine. So Oklahoma State did lose to the eventual national championships or national champions. So that's good. So if you want a little nugget of like, well, we didn't win. At least Oklahoma didn't either. There you go. So yeah, it doesn't that doesn't feel any better for me either. I don't. I'm just, I'm digging. Okay, I am I am digging hard and deep. All right, two last things before we go today. News on the basketball front. Oklahoma State going to face Xavier, going to host Xavier. Uh, the matchups for the Big 12 Big East Challenge. I can never remember what they call this thing. It's the battle. I think it's the Big 12 Big East battle. Uh, the matchups have been set. Oklahoma State will play host to Xavier on December 5th. It's a nice, that's a nice game. It's a nice matchup. I, I love this Big East Big 12. I don't like some of the matchups this year. I think some of them are a little bit disappointing. Creighton playing Iowa State's, meh. St. John's and Kansas, meh. Like, I think there could have been some better matchups. I would have loved Oklahoma State Creighton. I'd just, you know, get the the houses that, that Eddie built. But Xavier is a solid program. It's a solid team. That's a nice – people know who Xavier is. Most people know the name Xavier. So that's that's a good one to have on the schedule. It's a home game. It's a good home game for Oklahoma State on December 5th. I'm excited for that one. It's our first big nugget uh, as far as the, the non-conference schedule for 2021. Last but not least, it is officially recruiting season again. Official visits are back on, and Oklahoma State's already played host to one. Texas commit Travell Johnson, three-star linebacker. I don't, I don't see any flips there. But this Friday, Andrew Chambly, four-star offensive tackle, who is currently an Arkansas commit uh, at a Maumelle, Arkansas. There's no reason to believe that he's going to, to flip. It, it, I think a lot of these guys who are committed are going to go ahead and take their official visits. But it does give Oklahoma State an opportunity, and they need offensive tackles. They need them in this class. They do not have one committed yet. They need to land at least three. Uh, but their first big opportunity this Friday, June 4th, was Chambly. And then it really it gets started next week. So most of the big official visit weekends, weekends, that's the key, weekends for schools are on weekends. It's at Oklahoma State seems to be taking a different strategy. They're two big groupings where they've got a bunch of guys they're really paying attention to or really either are targeting or midweek. They start on Wednesday. So they're Wednesday, Thursday, Friday situation. Uh, it starts June 9th. That's a big one. Uh, most of Oklahoma State's 2022 class will be in town for that. Braylon Presley, Ollie Gordon, Cameron Epps, Landon Dean, Jordan Crook, uh, Mason Gilkey, Garrett Rangel. Rangel, it's not Rangel. I have been informed by my good friend Nick Harris from 247 that it's Rangel, not Rangel. So let's all let's start practicing how to, how to pronounce that properly. Uh, C.J. Brown and Gabe Brown all going to be in town, as well as a few targets for Oklahoma State. Brandon Thompson, the four-star wide receiver. Uh, that sounds like it's down to OSU in Texas in that spot. Jeremy Patton, who a lot of Big 12 teams are coming after. I'm going to mispronounce it, but K.N. Roberts Day, the athlete slash tight end, who's currently a Baylor commit. But Oklahoma State has a legitimate shot at flipping Dylan McKinney, cornerback out of Colleyville, Texas, who's a guy that Oklahoma State is high on. 
Trey Emery, defensive lineman from uh, from Mount Pleasant, Texas, also going to be here for that midweek in June 9th. They got a couple other guys coming this next that following weekend, and then they have another big midweek opportunity on Wednesday, June 16th, 17th, 18th. And this is like it's like they're just bringing all the offensive tackles in at the same time. All the offensive linemen they're targeting are coming in. Nicholas Hall, three star out of Austin, Texas, another guy that I wish he was high on, but. If if Texas offers and it's not out of the realm of possibility they do, that's going to be a hard one to land. Bray Lynch, another guy out of Austin, Texas, three-star offensive tackle. Kelvin Banks, we all know him, the five-star tackle. He used to be committed to Oklahoma State and then decommitted because his offer list just got stupid. OSU's not out on him. They're not out of the running, but I still don't think they're the favorite at this point. Of course, uh, four-star offensive tackle Jacob Sexton out of Edmond, who I, I he's going to OU. Let's just let's just accept that. But it is an, it's an offensive line. Uh, it's a big opportunity for Oklahoma State. They got two other offensive linemen set to visit uh, this month. Alvin uh, Ebisel, I believe, is the pronunciation out of Koppel. Uh, three stars coming in June 18th, and then June 22nd, Austin Kowecki out of Frisco. Three star offensive tackle coming in. Oklahoma State has got to land offensive linemen. They have got to land three. My guess is you'll see more offers continue to go out for guys in this class. It's a big big thing that they have got to get they don't have one yet they need three we'll see who they're able to land uh, in this class look guys like i I know it's frustrating with the offensive lineman like i get it it is i think a couple things that happened it was really good the tevin jenkins was drafted not i wish he'd gone in the first round it would have made a a bigger impact for oklahoma state but even as this high second rounder who projected as a first rounder that is good for Oklahoma State. Now what they need this year in this upcoming 2022 draft, you need Josh Sills to rise up the draft board. It would be really good if Godlevsky, the transfer from Miami of Ohio, rose up to the draft board. And those are two guys that you could see go first, second, third round. Oklahoma State has got to start getting some guys drafted on the offensive line. They have got to get guys drafted. That is going to play a big role in landing these guys. Bringing them in, developing them, we, to, and getting them to play well—we know that can happen. But they have got to get some more guys drafted. That is a big—it's a big part of recruiting, folks. That, that just is. If you cannot get guys drafted in the first round, you're not landing five stars. If you can't get them drafted early, it's going to be harder to get the best guys. And I think that is something that weighs on Kelvin Banks. I do. You—you you can go to A&M, you can go to Texas, you can go to all these schools that are coming after him, and they've proven to get guys in drafted in those in those spots and, and that plays a role so Oklahoma State's gonna have to get more guys drafted and it's easier said than done but that's a big part it is guys want to get drafted you wonder why Oklahoma State can't land five stars because we don't get first round picks and I know there's a certain chicken and the egg quality there and it sucks <sighs> but it's part of the equation it is and it's a bigger part of the equation than I think people really realize but are finally starting to so a uh, big weekend for Oklahoma State Big weekend, softball in action, baseball in action, big recruiting coming up next week. Lots going on with Oklahoma State sports, and I really hope that we come to next week and have a lot more to talk about still. So uh, that wraps it up for me. Uh, Joel should be back again next time that we talk to you. Uh, Go Pokes, and, and have a good weekend. 